fed up of floor robes, driven to distraction and drowning with doom boxes, tired of living in chaos? Welcome to Decluttering Untangled, how to declutter when you're overwhelmed, ADHD or autistic. I'm going to help you uncover the secrets to decluttering, no matter what hurdles you face. You'll discover how to declutter, de-stress and transform your world. I'm Heather Tingle, reformed hoarder, neurodivergent declutter queen and your guide through the maze of mess. Let's get untangled. Hello Untanglers, welcome to another episode of Decluttering Untangled. Today we are diving into a unique and often overlooked aspect of decluttering and that is using emotions and not logic to declutter. It's quite a controversial thing as so many methods use other factors but for me emotional decluttering has to be the only way forward because it's mainly the guideline I use when I'm decluttering because I'm such an emotional person. If you ever find yourself thinking you're attaching sentimental feelings to absolutely everything, or if you've ever been accused of being overly emotional or sensitive, this could be the way forward for you when you declutter. And we all know that decluttering can be a really daunting task. I mean, if it was easy, I'd be out of a job, wouldn't I? Um, it's so easy to get lost in a room full of stuff. You sat there surrounded by things, questioning which ones to keep, which ones to bin or recycle and which to donate. And many of us lean, lean towards using logical reasoning. For example, when did I last use this? Do I still need it? Or, you know, um, I should get rid of this because it's old or, you know, all those kind of things go through our heads because what's, that's what we're told to do by most people. It should be logical because for them it is logical. But for me, decluttering is mainly emotional. So today we're going to explore why the logical approach might not be the best one for you. So you see, using logic often leads us down a path and it's filled with pitfalls. We start to analyse our possessions based on when we last used them or if they're still functional, almost like it's not really our stuff. We try and think, how many of this does such and such have in their house? And use that as a guide. But it doesn't work because their house isn't the same as your house and their life is not the same as your life and their thoughts aren't the same as your thoughts. So it's never going to work like that. And decluttering is not a one-size-fits-all thing. If it was, it'd be simple, wouldn't it? You'd do A, B, C and D and it'd be done and that'd be it. Um, so if I had a pound for every time someone asked me how many towels or how many cups or how many bras should someone keep, oh, wow, I'd be so rich. Um, you can't do it by that kind of logic. There is no right number of things. So if you look at the number of items you own, for example, it's easy to think, oh, I'm, I might need this someday. And that's how clutter accumulates because you're using that logic. And we, we're not logical beings. We're emotional beings. So your brain starts looking at logical reasons why it should be kept. And let's face it, there's going to be endless possibilities. There's hundreds of them. They'll find Your brain will find lots of reasons why things should be kept. It'll come up with endless scenarios of when you might use something or how you might use it in the future or, you know, the, the typical, but it's a good box. And, you know, you want to keep it because, you know, you should keep it. It might come in handy. All those things, they're all logical things. 
And this hoarding of items is often driven by trying to please our logical minds, not our emotional one. Uh, I hope that makes sense. Another logic-driven decision is keeping new stuff. So maybe you just bought it and the thought of letting it go doesn't seem logical to you. You know, after all, you spent money on it, right? And you don't want to waste money. But just let me ask you, how many times when getting dressed in the morning do you reach for the comfy, worn item rather than new one that isn't quite as comfy yet? And it stays there all pristine with its tag still on, looking all beautiful in your wardrobe. But the thing that you're using is the comfy old one. You think, oh, I'll I'll wait till this one gets worn out before I wear that one. And that's your emotions talking, is your emotions wants the comfy one. And your logical brain is thinking, but I'll keep the new one because I've spent money on it, because I might use it someday. And when this old one wears out, that's when I'll need it. And so one of the other examples, which I absolutely detest with an absolute passion is a logic-based system and it's the infamous coat hanger method which involves turning all your coat hangers in your wardrobe or closet if you're American in the US. You turn all your hangers the same way and you switch them over to the other way once you've worn an item and the logic behind it is sound you know it's it's clear if you haven't worn it in a year then you should in theory be able to say goodbye to it. Great. So. In my opinion, my God, that's an absolute recipe for disaster. I used to use, before I decut it, I I would say I use 20% of my wardrobe, if that, probably 10% if I'm honest, probably 80% of the time. So if I decluttered to that logic, I would have got rid of the things that I really liked but never wore. So even after decluttering now, I still use, I would say, maybe 80% of my wardrobe now. But there's still items in there that I rarely wear, but I absolutely adore, like a ball gown I wore for an RAF ball one year. And because I feel like it's my Cinderella dress, it makes me feel amazing. It's so pretty. It's so sparkly. It's so me. But it probably doesn't even fit me anymore. But I adore it. And I won't be parting with that just because I haven't been to a ball in, what, eight years. And I probably am, you know, not likely to go to a ball in the next eight years. But that doesn't mean to say that I should let it go. Logically, yeah, I probably should let it go. But why should I when it makes me happy and it's there and it makes me smile? What about things like wedding dresses or a dress you only wear for like, for example, funerals? Should you just hope that someone dies in a year so that you get to keep it? It's absolutely crackers. So no, that doesn't work for me. Um, And the other catch with that method is what happens if your size fluctuates? So I know I've got fat jeans and I've got thin jeans. So you can end up parting with clothes that you later regret letting go of um, because, you know, later on, you might change your size a little bit and you might think, oh, I really adored those jeans, but I let them go because they didn't fit me. So logically, I knew I weren't going to wear them. Keep them. If you absolutely adore them, there's no harm in keeping things that you absolutely adore, but there's no logical reason why you should. The problem comes when you've got too much of it and that's when you have a problem, but you don't have too much of it if you keep the emotional stuff and get rid of the logical. Trust me, you'll have got enough emotional stuff to keep you going because you don't want regrets and regrets are one of the biggest roadblocks in your decluttering journey. You let go of items based on logic, but then later you discover that you've made a mistake and these regrets really derail you and they make you more reluctant to declutter further because you start thinking, what's the point? You know, I might need it someday and I don't want to let it go in case I can't ever get it back. 
Um, so let me share an example of that, a personal, you know, thing that happened to me. Um, and it's the only item I ever decluttered that I absolutely regret getting rid of. To be fair, most things I can't even remember what I let go of, but this I do. So um, I had, um, and I want to call it vintage because it's old, um, but it's not vintage to to me, like the 90s aren't vintage in my head, Um, but this vintage Red Dwarf t-shirt. So if you're not familiar, Red Dwarf is a comedy show in the UK from the 90s. And I had a t-shirt and it was for my teenage years. Um, Logically, it had seen better days. It was once black, it was then a little bit grey. It was a bit faded. It wasn't in fashion. It's not in fashion now. And it's not the kind of thing a 46-year-old woman should be wearing on the school run because it does. it is a little bit naughty. It spells something out, which is a bit rude. Um, and if I'm honest, and my mother was mortified when I wore it all the time. Um, and if I'm honest, it's not really my style now, but I did love it. I really loved it. And it when I was decluttering, I got to it and it really made me chuckle when I saw it. It just made me smile. Um, But I decided to let it go because I based it on the logic of, but I'll never wear it. What's the point keeping it when I'll never wear it? And it didn't even hold any memories, if I'm totally honest. So a lot of times we keep things for the memories, but it didn't even hold any memories because if I'm totally honest, my teenage years were pretty traumatic and I don't really remember a lot of that time. So I thought, well, I've got no memories attached to it. I'm not going to wear it. I ought to let it go. And I still regret that now because a few months later, Red Dwarf came back on TV. They did a reboot and I realised I could have just enjoyed wearing it around the house just to watch that. Or I could have just worn it as like a nighty. It didn't have to be worn in the way I'd bought it for because times move on. I could have just worn it around the house. It could have been my nostalgia top. You know, it didn't have to be for wearing going out the house. And I shouldn't have used logic to make the decision because circumstances change. I mean, I didn't know when I decluttered that Red Dwarf was going to come back again. Um, It might never have come back, but it is the one item I do regret letting go of. And, you know, regrets can create a sense of loss and they can make you more fearful when you declutter. And when you're in that, when you've got that in your brain, you're fearful of making decisions, you become more scared of making more mistakes. And then the cycle continues. So you let less go and then you feel really disheartened because you're not moving forward. And then you have a big binge and you use logic to get rid of things. And then later on, it doesn't feel any better. You don't feel any better off and you've got regrets. So when you rely solely on logic, you might be sabotaging your decluttering efforts without even realising it. You try and do the right thing, but actually it's the wrong thing for you. So what is the alternative? So why should you use emotions to declutter and how? do you use emotions to declutter? And the answer is quite simple, is emotions are what make us human. And you shouldn't be scared of emotions. When you're decluttering, it's a very, very tiring experience because you're emotional and that's totally okay. It's it's okay to feel them. They add depth and meaning to the items we own. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of them. If they make you smile, then that's good. So if we love something, we care for it more. So it's harder to replace it. And that you might think is a bad thing, but actually it's a really good thing. By You you know, I never cared for my clothes before because I've got so many of them and it was impossible to care for them if I'm totally truthful. It was really hard to care for clothes that were all over the, the floor of the bedroom and I was tripping up over them all the time. And it felt like a battle to to even just get dressed in the morning. Now 
I adore every single item in my wardrobe and they're all folded beautifully because I take the time to have care over them now because all of them I adore. They're not just, nah, that's what they are and they just, you know, it's a top for wearing or that's the top I wear when it's cold top. You know, that's the top that I really, really love that feels really, really comfy when it's on. It makes me happy because it's a gorgeous colour. It fits really nicely. It feels really soft against my skin. It hasn't got an annoying tag that irritates me. It's not got irritating seams. That's why I love it. So, you know, do think about it with that. It might be harder to replace, but you enjoy it when you've got it more. And now I only buy, you only end up buying like new items that are, like equally as worthy and equally as adored so it cuts down on the amount of stuff that you bring into your house as well and if you think about uh, the KonMari method I'm, I'm guessing you probably if you're into decluttering you'll have heard of um, Marie Kondo so the KonMari method spark joy philosophy is one that I'm pretty much on board with I don't agree with a lot of her things but I love the spark joy so when you hold on to an item she asks you does it spark joy I say does it make you smile does it bring you happiness into your life? Does it? Do you love it? And if you look at something, it makes you feel good, then that's a keeper, even if it doesn't logically fit into your current life. And by choosing emotions over logic, you're creating a space filled with items that enhance your life, that make you feel good, and that bring back cherished memories, bring back happiness. And that's what it should all be about, really. Let's face it, it should be about being happy. This is what our homes are about. That our homes, that our safe space, they should make us feel good. So for me, it's an approach that it is an approach that is deeply personal, making your space a reflection of your journey, where where you are, where you where you've been, and it's about you as an individual, not what everybody else has got. And I think that's essential to acknowledge as well that there's might be items in your life that don't evoke strong emotions and that's perfectly okay but you know for me I'm the type of person that's got a favorite teaspoon so everything I'm emotional about everything I've got favorites for everything I think for me it's part of being an adult now um in my world um we've all got a favorite ring on the cooker we've all got a favorite bit on the hob we've all got a favorite mug or a favorite you know pair of socks or a favorite whatever um but if you're not like that then that's okay you can still use emotions for some things that you're drawn to it might be just a sentimental category of items or it might be just certain clothes but in other things you might have to use a bit of logic so start by considering um what space is available to you and will that item fit comfortably in that space without causing clutter? So then if the answer is yes, then logic can guide you in, in that respect. So in conclusion, embracing your emotions while decluttering can be a really transforma transformative, that's the word I'm looking for, can be a transformative experience. And I don't say that lightly because it might be harder to use your emotions to declutter because it brings up memories, it brings up trauma, brings up happiness too. There might be tears and that's okay. But it's about holding on to the items that really matter and the ones that make you feel joy and happiness. So the next time you're faced with a cluttered room, remember that it's all right, it's totally okay to let your emotions lead the way. And after all, it's not about tidying up. It's about creating a living space that's 
really in tune with who you are in your life and what feels good right now in this moment. It's not about, decluttering isn't about what you get rid of. It's not about getting rid of stuff. But what it is about is about adoring what you keep. And that's a really big distinction for you to really get your head around. So please remember, it's not about getting rid of things. It's about adoring what you keep. So until next time, use your emotions to guide you. Okay, goodbye. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of Decluttering Untangled. If you found anything that I've said today helpful, please do me a favour, hit that subscribe button or leave me a review. It's like receiving a virtual high five that keeps me going and lets me know that I'm helping real people out there and I'm making a difference. Please remember, you're not alone in this. I'm building a community of fellow untanglers over on Facebook. Just visit the show notes for the link to my free decluttering community. So until next time, remember, you're not alone. You're not lazy. You can untangle your life.